Viewers and listeners' discretion is advised. Due to subject matter and language, age 18 and up is required. Welcome to Embrace, hosted by Coraline Jewell. Coraline's mission is to break the stigma and misconceptions in regards to topics that society deems as taboo. Enjoy weekly episodes where Coraline interviews various guests on topics ranging from the adult industry, alternative relationship styles, and experts in kink, BDSM, fetish, and more. Get ready to open your mind to a whole new way of thinking. Please welcome your host, Coraline Jewell. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Embrace. I'm your hostess, Coralyn Jules. Thank you for joining me today. Um, just in case you guys are listening today and you want to know what's happening next week, I have no idea yet. So we're going week by week here. Normally, I used to like call it have people in the bank, but <laughs> I got too much shit going on in my life to have people in the bank. So if there's anybody listening and you think that you have a story that goes with what we talk about, so maybe you're in the swinger lifestyle community, you are experiencing polyamory, you are experiencing BDSM, you want to get into the adult industry, you are in the adult industry, anything along those lines, reach out to me. Uh, my website is Embrace yoursexuality.net, or you can go to thecoralandjewel.com, okay? And also remember that when you guys do go to my site, you can also access free access to uh, trying different lifestyle uh, swinger websites. You can access um, discounts on toys. Uh, you can go and get my fleshlight, and you can do that in black or white, because apparently I picked the color thinking it was just about a color, and I didn't know that I have a black pussy and a white one. So I have both for sale. <laughs> and um, what else let's see is going on here? Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. Yes, the book, my second book is, I know, I keep telling you guys it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I promise it's coming. I just need to. It's just got to go to editing now and documentary. I am looking for an editor. So if anybody out there is an editor, uh, the documentary scenes are pretty much shot and ready to go. But we'll now be moving on to my fourth editor. You know, they said your third is the lucky one. Let's try for the fourth one now. So that's what I've got going on. And besides that, that's it. So thanks for listening. I'm going to introduce you guys to my guest today. And as you know, uh, my show is all about embracing your sexuality, embracing who you are as a person. Um, your job, your uh, relationship, how you live your lifestyle, and trying to break down the stigmas one step at a time. And I think we're doing a pretty good job of that. So please welcome Jules. How are you today, darling? Hello, I'm doing great. How so, are you? I'm good. I'm good. So Jules, uh, Jules, you guys, those of you that are listening, you know me. I'm like, Jules, I got to relate. We got to go like 10 to 15. Okay, like make that 1030. I about almost strangled the 15 year old child this morning, who says to me that he's eating his breakfast. So if you are listening, and you are under the age of 18, you shouldn't be listening. But if you are, don't do that to your mother. Okay, just eat the damn <laughs> breakfast in the car. So, all right. Um, so Jules and I met on a site called pod. Um, see, there it goes. It was podcast match, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, podcast match. Um, shout out to them because they don't I don't know if they charge you, but they don't charge anything like I mean, you can pay to like be like an upper member, but you mm -hmm. they always send out an email. I think it's every Monday and says, you know, these are new guests and these are new podcasts or, you know, and matches. And I think that's one of them even went as far as to actually write me and say you two should meet. I think one of these sites like um, oh. put me together with um, another uh, with uh, uh, Casey who um she um oh yes yeah, she grew up like as a christian like very 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 catholic family and now um is like, totally exploring the lifestyle the swinger community and I, i'm a porn star i've never even had a gangbang she's like oh i do them all the time i'm like hmm. so <laughs> but um yeah it's a great site because they you know put, just put us together so they um i found you on there and i thank you so much for taking the time to meet with me today um and so you and i were talking a little bit so let's just get a little started about you 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 live in texas now are you originally from texas no, I'm actually from the Midwest. Okay. All right. So you ended up in Texas. Was that because of the marriage? 
Uh, no, or, I moved around a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, okay. Cause you guys, we were talking about, so those of you guys that are listening and don't know this, if you live in Texas and you own seven dildos, you are in big trouble. You can only have six. It's a law, right? It, what is the law? What happens if they find out you have seven dildos in the house? My question is who's going to come looking? I don't like know. what, what, what are the grounds for you to come in and look? <laughs> this is very true. So if you guys live in Texas, somebody look that up for me and send me a message. What, <laughs> how, yeah, can they get a warrant to come and search your home for you? Yeah. If you have over six, over six dildos. Seriously, you guys that are listening and going, okay, Garland, it's a freaking law. It's a law in Texas. Nowhere else though. Right. Just Texas. I just think Texas. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, even Arkansas doesn't even have that. They say no porn, but I wonder how many dildos you can in Arkansas. <laughs> I'll have to reach out to what I had a guest. Uh, I had a guest from Arkansas who um got um fired from her job at Taco Bell because one of the women came in and found out that she was a porn star previously and said, I don't want a porn star for serving my food or something like that. So, oh, oh the world we live in. God forbid you masturbate and then work at Taco Bell. How dare you? Oh, no. <laughs> don't touch that taco. Right? <laughs> Which taco are we talking about? Okay. That was my, that was, that's my funny for the day. That's it. That's all she's got. Um, okay. So just. <laughs> this is how I am. Um, so Jules, let's see. So um, so from so moved around a lot. Now, what you and I started to talk about, and I'm gonna give them a little bit of a background. And if I'm making mistakes, just go, nope, Corlin, that's wrong. So you were you were raised, you were born born into a family where your father was loving and adoring, your real father, your biological father, right? And your mother as well, also like a good mom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so then did they divorce when you were how old? Uh six six years old. And at that time, and uh, you said, I know you said you have one biological sibling. Was your that sibling born yet? No, no. not yet. Okay. No. So then you, they divorced. Where does dad go in this divorce? Cause mom primarily raised you, right? Yes. We actually ran that one you, night. We, we ran. You um, and your mom did. Yeah. So okay, let's explain that. Let's start with that. How come? Yeah. You know, if you can imagine here we are, it's the seventies. We are in very rural Midwest. And it, there's just not a lot of resources. Okay. And it's there's a lot of drinking that goes on in the Midwest. We we know this, you know, Norwegians and Germans and and so um my my father had the the uh you know he had the disease of alcoholism. And uh after having some you know hard times financially and a lot, of course a lot of pride, um, there was one evening he came home and and his best decision was to attempt a family suicide. Oh. And so to go through all of that, I'm six. I have no idea what my daddy's what was doing. Going on. Yeah. Right. Um, I could just feel there's something wrong because, you know, my mom. Um, and so, you know, through the course of the evening, you know, he would come back and say goodbye to me. And, you know, it was just, he was, of course he was drunk. And so that's what I was reading is that daddy kept yeah. coming into your room to say goodbye. And then he would leave and then yes. he would come back. Okay. And I'm just thinking, why is my daddy keep coming in? I love it, but why? Yeah. And then we fled. We had the opportunity to, to leave and we left. And I, did you guys leave everything? Him. You, you didn't, did you leave everything? Like mom just said, like, grab clothes and let's get out of here. I remember sitting in the pajamas with the, you know, the big winter coat. I was reading that in the back of the car. Okay. And my Grover's in my hand. Yeah. Oh my God. And yeah. was it, was this that night or, or that night? Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. So you and mom leave, you fled to where? Um, I think that evening we fled to my aunt and uncles, which was. Really okay. Close. And um, had, how long did you ever speak to your father again? Biological dad. I think it, I, I must've been like, 
like 10, 11. My mom had already remarried. Oh, wow. You guys like totally fled. Um, and it, 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 do you oh. remember? I mean, as a little girl, you probably don't even remember if dad was trying to find you, right? No, because they had restraining orders against him. They did. Okay. Yes. And that was the only time I saw him until I turned 18. Okay. Okay. So it was really an estranged relationship. And let's be fair. My, you know, my mom definitely had her, her impact. Of, right. She was trying to protect you and trying to protect her. Um, yeah. So yeah. mom gets remarried and this is where it gets interesting. You guys, because you already, you're coming from, you, you love dad. I mean, from what I've started to read dad, you like loved your, like your body. He was like daddy, but, yeah. but there was a reason that you guys left from mom. Your mom was trying to protect you and her safety. She marries another man. And let's talk about what, and you go as far as you want to go, but yeah. something happened in that family that really just like, you, now you're wondering what the hell's going on. Right. You know, again, I, I try to put myself in my mom's shoes. You know, she's 30 years old. She's got this, you know, what, seven, seven-year-old, six-year-old so girl. So she had you when she was young. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm trying to figure, like, she is just in survival mode. It's what I got to think, right? Mm -hmm. um, she's not making anything more than minimum wage. And she's very much too prideful to get any sort of assistance. And so um, when the opportunity came around, within a six-month window, she remarried. Oh, wow. And okay. So, yeah. So she, like, dated and remarried and... I then became one of five kids. So this man that she marries comes along with four other five, four other kids in the house. And yeah. I'm assuming they must have lived with you full time. Was there no mother or did they share custody? Yeah. Do you remember? No. Yeah. So, their, their, their mom was no longer in the So their mom's gone. So now you're in a house. Your mom's married this new man. There's four other kids in the house. You're mm -hmm. seven, eight years old, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what um what, were all these kids, the other four, your, your half siblings, were they... um. Well, they're steps, they're steps, not even half. Were they um under the age of like 10 or was it? No, they're all older except one. And he was okay. literally the same age as me. And you say home, actually, we moved to a trailer. And okay. so if you, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been in one. And if you <laughs> <see> <laughs> therapy, um, I suggest it. <laughs> the way it's set up is like, you know, in the front is like the master quarters, we'll call it. Right. And that's where my mom and, and this new, this new dad, you know, that's where their room was. And all of us kids were at the end of it. And so we lived like in two different realities. And I remember the feeling of like, I can't even find my mom. Like, really? It was really, and my mom now is starting to become emotionally distant. So I'm thinking that she's starting to be like, bring the barriers up, you know, the defenses we get as women. Yeah. So, so this is happening. Okay. So at what, like now you're living with this man, mom's married to this man. At what point did this man start? Did he, did he, was he an alcoholic too? First of all, did he No, drink? he was actually from the military. Okay. So military. And then was he, so did, was he, um, um, did he still deploy or was he retired military? Uh, he time? was retired. He retired. Was retired. So that yeah. means he's home. Okay. At yeah. what point did this man, did, did he, um, start abusing you or abusing your siblings? Like who, what, how did you notice what was going on or did you even know what was going on? Well, backing up when it was that six months when my mom was dating him. Yeah. My soon to be stepbrother introduced me to you know the magazines and this is what you're going to do when you grow up to be a woman and this is where it began and then the horror that oh my god we are going to move in with these people and so I became very small I can oh, wow. still feel it as being this really small yeah. being right they made <laughs> wooden um, bunk beds and so the guys the boys were in one and 
my sister and I were in the other room and so there was a th uh, three boys, one uh, girl two boys. or two, two boys, boys one girl, girl, and then you and then later on your mom had a baby with this man. Yes. And there was one other sibling that he's already moved out. Okay, so now you're in these bunk beds. You've got the one brother is teaching you magazines and stuff like that. Okay, so that's before they even marry. Okay, let's continue yeah. on. Then they marry. Yep, they married. We moved in, um, and and then it just becomes an everyday affair, and it just it it blew my mind that I mean when I see a, a little girl in in that energy field, you know, like mm -hmm. when they're just real frail and they're scared and. I mean, I, I, I noticed him a mile away. How did nobody notice this? Wow. Was it the norm so much? Because later on in life, I learned that, you know, um, this sort of, I guess, abuse runs What's in happened? families. So, yeah. So, so in other words, like you look back now and you go, how come a, t a teacher in school didn't notice or right? right? How come a neighbor didn't notice right. um, because you were that frail and would he um so did your mom know or did you never say anything she didn't know or you think and she again didn't know? i think she was emotionally detaching because yeah. i don't know about you it's like i've had sex for currency i've mm -hmm. had and not physical currency but like i need to live here and so right. i'm going to become what you want me to be right that that chameleon that did he um did he um so i mean of course he's having sex with your mom was he abusive do you have any idea of when, when they would have sex no we don't so no, we but, were not allowed in our parents room you were not allowed you were not okay at all and then no, um and you and and did he he did he sexually abuse the two boys the brothers or no i yes he did and, and you and I learned it went back from the sister to the brother who has moved out to the oh uncles and the oh aunts and to the grandparents. Oh, wow. And I, and then I'm thinking, could have nobody stopped? <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, why, why did we? But again, and, you, I think it's just, it's a disease. It's, yeah. And also when you were that young, I mean, it's not until you got, you got older that you kind of figured out like, oh my God, what? because at that time when this is going on with you, did you, I mean, you, did you even know if it was wrong or was it kind of like, you know, they kind of, they kind of say to you, honey, this is good. It's good to do, you know, and you don't know any better. Is that kind of what he would do? You know, that's a great question because yeah, I've been asked that before. And it's, it's a great thing to kind of go back and think about like, so, oh, Anna, yeah. that? but I feel things. And I think kids do too, before they get their vocabulary that mm -hmm. I feel if a room is safe or it's not, or, you know, like vibrationally, I feel things, yeah. right? And I remember how icky I felt. Okay. I knew it was. I knew it was secret. And I he would say vocabulary. Would, would he say that? Would he say this is a secret between us? Do no. You remember? He, just, he pet my hair once and said, "If you were older, I would marry you." <gasps> Ooh, that haunts me still today. Honestly. Yes. Um, well, first of all, I, I commend you for being able. I you know there's people. I interviewed a lady last week, uh, Louise, and and she was sexually abused, but she actually um, can't remember. Okay, so in other words, she's uh, 79. She was going to have her 80th uh, birthday, the roller skating ring. She's adorable, but she can't <laughs> remember until the age of 50. She said that yeah. it all came back to her what happened to her as a child. She had actually blocked it out. So it's very interesting. So you're able to go back in your head and say, okay, I, I now remember 
you know, I, I know what happened and I remember it and I'm now I'm facing it. And because this is what we're getting to is your book and how you wrote this book and we'll, call, you know, go into that. So, mm -hmm. um, so this went on, when did you get out of that house? 16, 18? Oh, no, no, no. We moved okay. again. We relocated and then we relocated down to California. Okay. And with, this with, stage, the, with this man? Oh yeah. We're all, every, oh, so that, everybody's this together. unit is still together. Oh yep. shit. Okay. The new, the new child's been brought in, you know, my mom had this, then a baby. Um, like I said, we've moved to one state and down into, in down to, to California. And now I'm in puberty, mm -hmm. but again, being in that secret space, I'm, I'm, I'm a human being. And so what happened is that every so many months, like almost clockwork, I would fall apart. I would have a rage. I would be crying. I'd be like, I can't handle this. And then they'd like put me back up into this little package. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of march right back along. So if you can imagine, we're down in California. Right. <laughs> and now I'm pretty. I have boobs. Mm -hmm. I can wear high heels and short mini skirts. Okay. I have a lot of power in areas that I had zero power. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so now you're living in California. Abuse is still going on at this point, right? You're 13, 14 years old, I would assume. Is he still doing it? Um, now I'm about uh no, he's not. It's little always little innuendos at this point. Ah. Like a lot of the talking and that kind of stuff. It so I kind of when did it when did he stop like 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 sexually abusing you? Was that were you 12? God, that went on for a while. It really wow. See what's <laughs> what's weird. What's child. weird is that he would stop, right? So that's mm -hmm. kind of like okay. So like, wh where where did the stop come? Was he like okay now she's she's strong enough to come back at me, or she might? I mean, you know, I wonder. Well, what happened is my parents ended up getting a divorce. They I did. told my story. Oh. I told my story. It came out. I was taken out of my home by authorities. Um, I I lived with a YMCA counselor. I mean, it was just this tornado of events that oh took holy place. shit okay hold on wait so you told your story when you were living in california i did and they stepped up and actually helped thank god there's california jesus don't get me well, started it was at a ymca camp so you were at a ymca you told you, so, you, you told to. you told yeah. the counselor or something i'm amongst all these girls and they're like me and we're talking and i'm having a fabulous time and whew, that just it rolls just... right out of my mouth oh wow yeah do yeah. you look back on that this is a interesting. Do you look back on that and go, I am so glad I told somebody and somebody helped? Or do you look back on that and go, I fucked up my entire family, my mom and this and that, and I, I shouldn't mm. well, how do you look back on it? I'm glad I helped. I'm glad I said something or um I, I don't take blame for it. Okay. I, it's not but, mine because my truth, you know what I mean? It's like I'm right. not the one who did the bad stuff. Right. So, so you you let it all out. Yeah. Um, you went to go live at a YMCA uh, counselor. Uh what happened to him? Did he get arrested? Did he go to jail? Um, the, my father. Yeah. Um, this was kind of awkward too, but when I went and lived at the YMCA counselors that, you know, the police officer came over, you know, and pretty much at that time, after he took the report and all of that, then they went over to my father's right. The other house. Okay. And, um, and that was the last it was talked about. Interesting. So I don't know if there was something like, if you move the hell out of the state, we're done. You know, like, I'll let you go. Or do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what happened. That's one ah. of my missing links. Okay. So now um, you're, so um, now you're living. So you're, if you're living with the counselor, um, at, are, where, where's mom and where's siblings at the time? 
Are they still with them? Yeah. Yes. Did they yeah, leave they the state? Are. Did he leave the state then? Your 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 mom and with him? Not yet. Oh, okay. Okay, so now tell me where we go from there. So at that point, we, you know, the the divorce is finalized, you know, everything's been separated. We take up back up to the Midwest because we meaning you and mom, you and your real mom. Off you go. All of us. Oh, and the siblings. And the siblings. Because if and you the remember, dad? no dad. Dad, dad too. What the Be fuck? Okay. Because you remember the child that was born. Yes. Between those two. I mean, but he's four years old. Okay, so here I was just giving California a little bit of like a pat on the back, but now I hate them again. You see, so because because they because they let you as a child go back with the family and off they went like like nothing had happened, right? Yeah. And and yeah. maybe that was it. Like if you get out of our state, we're fine. I again, I don't. Oh. Know I don't know. I don't know. And I don't want well, to. Well, I know. I know that I, I I know that I went into the, the police department and I went to go file a restraining order and they said, come back at two o'clock today and we will give you the restraining order. And I went back at two and three and three thirty. And I said, hi, it's a Friday. Like, am I going to get this? And they said, oh, we're so no. sorry. The judge doesn't have a chance to review till Monday. And I go, oh, it's OK. If he kills me Saturday or Sunday, then I'll come back on Monday and get it from you guys. And that's disgusting to me. Yeah. That was my opening, my eye opener of why. You know, we read on the news this person had a restraining order against them or, you know, they were waiting for the restraining. Well, because get your fucking shit together, yeah. you know, so or something the, to protect, something to protect, because the, the fact yeah. that the fact of the matter is they you reported it, you you let it out. And yet now you are with them again and off you go again. Did you go back to the Midwest then? We all did. We all went back to the Midwest. Um, we actually all stayed at the same house. Did he? Um, but once. Um, Wait, was he hateful to you by this point? Like now, how no, did he... I just stayed away from him? He didn't. He didn't. Wow. So he didn't come to you and say like, "I can't." You should never have opened your mouth. Or... Nothing was said. Nothing was Nothing ever discussed. Was said. Nothing was said. So my, you know, my mom gets set up in her house. He gets set up in his house. Oh, because now they're divorced. They did. Remember, they got the divorce in California. They got the divorce, but you guys are still going back together because of the new baby. Because of the baby. How old's the baby? Exactly. I think. I think he must have been like around four. Three, four. Okay. Three, four. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Okay. So yes. now you guys go back. You and you and mom are now when you and mom are in a house, okay, with the new baby, mm -hmm. the siblings that were never really you know, they were your siblings, but they weren't. Are they with you or are they with him? They're old enough now. They're on oh, their they're own. Oh, they're gone. Okay. Yeah. They're all off doing their own thing at this stage. Okay. So now what happens? So, you know, we get settled in. I'm now rolling into the ninth grade. Okay. Now, if you remember, I'm this girl from California. I've gotten some some power to me and I come back into a small rural town. I and, I yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 I'm assuming and it's you know if I'm wrong tell me but it's very difficult for any child ages you know 12 13 to go into a new school and get accepted oh, yeah. with new friends and now you're this California girl coming back to you know where they really don't want to accept you. Exactly. So, okay. Yeah. So I'm having all of that. Mm -hmm. So it's the end of the first quarter or whatnot. The, you know, the counselor calls me in, we review the grades, la-di-da. And, and he says, you know, you don't seem to be doing very well here. You know, he says, I, I, I just don't think you're going to be a success here. And I was like, what does that really mean? What does that mean? Yeah. He's, he's like, there's other ways to get your high school diploma. Are you serious? I kid you not. Oh my so, fucking God. With the rage I had within me. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, go ahead. I took that green it ticket fumes and me. I ran. Good girl. So you I, did run. Where'd you go? 
I just, I, well, of course I went back to my mom's. I'm like, you know what? I don't have to go to school. She goes, listen, either you're going to, um, a go back to school, B go to a foster home or go live with your father. Oh no. And, and so of measuring those all out, I know my father, I'd have the most freedom. With him, with the, with not the real father though, the stepfather, no, right? The stepfather. Cause he's now on to other women and doing his other shit and okay so wait a second so um so this this was a counselor at your school yeah. who was telling you did did you ever report that as, as you got older no? no no i think when you go through this kind of stuff like just the tornado rolling like the thunder oh yeah through, oh yeah you no. just it, once it goes away you're grateful it goes away but like now you're old now now where you are today okay and, and we're gonna we're getting there you guys but do you feel that part of you that wants to go you know what I might, it might be 20 years later, but I'm going to go report this fucking asshole for doing that because he's going to he's going to do it to another little girl and another little girl who's a teenager at that school. Is he still around? I'll fucking go find him. <laughs> I swear I to God, don't, oh, I don't know. Me. I don't know. You know, I mean, that's the whole thing is like, you know, and I'm, that's just the thing I'm you know trying to encourage my listeners. If somebody out there, if you've gone through the same thing, if you don't speak up, right? The, 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 this person's going to continue to do it to another per child and another child and another, you know what I mean? Until, mm -hmm. but then again, you spoke up in California and look where we are today. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they think, thanks, Callie. Yeah. And I think it's at different time frames. You have that courage at yeah. that time. I just wanted to get the hell out of there. Yeah. I am just fine. All these people don't like me and I don't want to be here. Yeah. That's the school. So now, oh. um, so now, so, okay. So now you are still living in the Midwest. You choose to go and live with the stepfather, um, and not go to school or what are you doing? You're yeah, I didn't 16, go to school. 16, 17. Yeah. What did you do? Uh, well, I dropped out in ninth grade. So okay. that makes me about what, 14, 13, 14 and 14. 15. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, my father starts up with all his like innuendos and disgusting things. And I was just absolutely not going to take that anymore. Okay. And he's like, and by the way, your mom isn't paying child support. So I need you to get a part-time job. And I was like, you know, I went and worked at the A&W or whatever. And, and, uh, and then, you know, I was intolerant of that. And I was kind of like, you know what? Fuck you. I worked full time at an A&W restaurant mm -hmm. and I catapulted into adulthood. Wow. So, yeah. wait, now, now, so when did you um, when did you get out of there? When did you move? When did you move on and find you and find your own life? Under when the I age got, of 18? When I got sober at 35. Aha. So now let's go there. So yeah. when did you get out of dad? When did you, when did you leave the stepfather's house? Do you know, like, when did you, when, when did you get your own apartment? Or your oh, own I moved place? in with one of my other dropout friends and then I moved in with another guy and this guy. And that okay. Friend. So now you're, you're kind of, yeah. So now you're, you're off. Did you, yeah. and, and, um, these friends, these people that you hung out with, was it alcohol addiction or was it drug addiction? Oh, a little bit of everything, everything. Okay. Little cocktails of everything. Yeah. Um, mom at this point now, I, did you stay in the Midwest? Uh, yeah, for a good portion. Yeah, for a good portion. Okay. Yeah. Um, and now, um, you know what, what you're experiencing in your life, which I say is understandable, right? Because that's kind of your escape from the reality is, you know, and that's what they say. Um, also possibly the fact that your father had the addiction, your biological father, right? Um, yeah. did your mom, did you keep a relationship with your mom all through that? It was rocky. Was it, it was weird. Um, it got to the point where. And it's still kind of sorting through this even today. Yeah. 
um, you know, it's like it got to the point where there was a point where, you know, we were all moving to another apartment and instead of getting three bedrooms, she got two bedrooms. Okay, that means I'm not going to be living with you. I am still a minor, right? So like at, at this one point, you know, so it's just she it got real weird, it, you know, and where's uh, your mom? Where's your mom now? My mom's passed on. She has passed on. How long ago mm -hmm. did she pass on? She died um, in my first year of sobriety. So 30. Okay. So mm -hmm. I was going to, how was, mm, so not a good relationship still then, right? There was never like the mending. Um, I think well, then it kind of got weird because then she's like, I feel so guilty for everything that's happened. That's what I was going to ask and, you. I was going to ask yeah, you. Yeah. And I was like, did, mom, did just, I, ever, beca I became the parent. Yeah. Did like, she, mom, um, why don't you go to counseling? And so, 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 so she, she, but when you look back on it now, she came to you and was like, I, I, I fucked up. Like, mm -hmm. did she knew that? Okay. So she knew that when now let's go back to the biological dad that you did love. And, you know, I can really tell just, just by reading the first like chapter in your book, I could like get that emotion from it. Um, <laughs> he, you said you didn't really get to see him till you were 18 or when, how, when, yeah. when did, okay. Where's he, he's passed away now. Right. I think I yes. didn't I read that. Um, yeah. do, did, did you get to bond with him a little bit as you got older before he passed on? Yes. And I actually contacted him before I got sober. Okay. Some weird reason. I have no idea, mm -hmm. but I reached out to him and um, it was probably about a year and a half before I got sober. And, and was then, he sober? Do you remember? Yes. 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 He was sober for like 27 years when he died. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's a happy ending. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, where's the stepfather? So I'm just curious where he is. Has he passed away? No. Of course not. Why? Hey, hi, karma. What the fuck? <laughs> I say this all the time. I, I've lost so many people this year, and I'm like, hello, karma. There are there there are there are there there are the bad and there are the good. Why do you keep taking the good? I don't understand it. So and he's when still I around. Wrote, when I did the book, there were parts like you said. This lady, she couldn't remember things. Yeah. Well, I see my blackouts as blessings. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily need to relive all of the gory details. So I see them as bl blessings of my body and, and a higher source. Mm -hmm. Like she, she and, says the same thing. She said, um, when I asked her, she said that she really couldn't remember it. She went on, by the way, um, she went on to, um, uh, she became like a very, very successful nurse. And she is actually one of the, uh, founders of the kidney dialysis system. Like she's oh. like, oh, she's brilliant. She's a brilliant woman. Awesome. And then, but she said, because she was so focused on, on the, um, you know, um, the, the schooling and her education and that she never went, never, never figured, like never went back to what had happened to her as a child. And it wasn't until she went to, um, Sedona, Arizona and did like this, <clears throat> retreat like a med med okay. meditation retreat that it all yeah. came back to her which is very interesting wow so. my my girlfriend and i are going to sedona in november oh there you go that's <laughs> and that's what she, and just her thing is all about it's called shame guilt and it's interesting because like she turned you know where you like you feel like it's your fault and you brought it on you you know how like um i, I interviewed uh, sharon mitchell uh, sharon mitchell was an adult performer you know back in the day and sharon mitchell was performing um at burlesque show and coming home late at night and the, the 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 short story is she was a, a man as she opened her apartment door man was standing right there beat her beat her to a pulp and um oh she God. had to have facial surgery and oh when the cops came okay they said well you you dress like this and you're you know you're a porn star and you brought this upon yourself 
which is just disgusting, you know? And so yeah. that's what this, um, what Luis was explaining with the shame guilt is you feel as a child, well, I must deserve this. Like th this mm -hmm. is just how it's supposed to be or something, not knowing that that's not okay. So, um, wow. Okay. So now let's go to who, okay. So, um, mm -hmm. now stepdad. So now you're, well, you, okay. You've moved on. Um, I'm assuming, you know, up until the age of 35, just, you know, just job to job, whatever. And just, right. Just, right yeah. job to job place to place did you know, you know it's an interesting question did you know uh, i'm addicted to like i've, I've got to get sober or was it just like i don't even fucking care anymore do you remember it's hard i but didn't even know i had a problem you didn't know you had a problem no interesting no. that's interesting okay so uh, hmm <laughs> like but right because like now yeah. I, like if somebody's listening and they're going well do I have a problem or I do not have a problem? You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. you thought, did, like looking back in it, do you think um, you, you just thought, okay, this is just how it's supposed to be or that's because well, I remember yeah, reading one remember? of the pamphlets one time and it's like, would you put money in your, your, your gas tank or go get alcohol? And I'd be like, my gas tank, well, of course, right? Mm -hmm. Well, no, because I would go have sex with that guy to get the alcohol. Okay. So you know what I'm saying? It was just it right. was too practical. It was too like a non-alcoholic wrote the damn pamphlet. Like right. it would be like, hey, would you have sex for a line? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That okay. would have been sense. the true questionnaire. Right. right. Makes sense. And you and, and your sibling, and now that um, what about your siblings? Where where did they go on? The half one or the step ones? Did you how about today? Where are they today? No, no contact. They're somewhere up there. Really? How about yeah. um your half brother? Uh yeah, we stayed in contact for okay. a while, um, but in recently, actually, in the last probably a year and a half, he's just, I don't know. I, we live two different lives, he told yeah. me. Yeah. Um, did you, was he, was he ever abused by the stepdad? I don't know. We don't know. Um, okay. Now, what brings you to, how did we, how did we get sober? How did you say, I'm going to change my life around? When did that, at 35, what did you, what made our decision to do that? I wish I had the decision. I wish I <laughs> uh -oh. was the one that said, oh my gosh, I seem to be, I'm living out of black garbage okay. bags. Like something must be a little unmanageable here. <laughs> Girl, I had no clue. I had no fucking clue no that clue. life was this bad. Wow. So <laughs> That's how happened? delusional this gets. <clears throat> right. That's how delusional it gets because it you just keep stepping one down, one down, one down. Then you start hanging out with people that you would never dream of hanging out with. Next thing you know, you're sleeping on their couch. And then, you know, it's like, it's just, and right. I call it circling the drain. Yeah. It's really what it is. So then what happened? So I was uh, back down in, in Texas um, after, you know, I'm kind of <laughs> geographically, you know, mm -hmm. um, running. And uh, and so I'm dating somebody and, and uh, I'm dating this girl and I'm in the backseat of her friend's car because we are going to pick her up from work. And so, you know, we're chit-chatting away and I just said, God, probably with a headache or something and said, I just wish I didn't drink so much. And that is when the two people in the front, like antennas kind of came up is what I kind of clear it as. Okay. It's like, they were both in recovery. And of course, they've seen me over the course of the relationship that I'd been in. With this and girl. So, yes. And so within 30 minutes, I was in the rooms of recovery. So it was these two driving the car that were friends with your girlfriend at the time that 
knew you needed help and they stepped up and did something. Probably because they saw all of my behaviors. Because again, we know the behaviors of an addict. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Where are those two now? Yeah, they have separated. Okay. But um, I, I used to reach out to them every year on my anniversary. And uh, this last time now, um, she was actually in the ICU. She was battling a cancer of some sort. Oh. But but it was cool to be able to like at least text with her and you know, just once again, say, you know, so it was, but, but I mean, if yeah, so there you go. So you look back, you say, if I had to thank somebody for for, for seeing what's going on, it was those two. Yeah, yeah. they saw it. Okay, so totally. they took you. How long were you in a rehab center for? I didn't go to rehab. What did you do? What did they do? Or what I they just started you? going to meetings. And did it work? Clearly, clearly it worked. You didn't you, <laughs> you never you never you didn't fall back. You didn't have any what do they call no and i think the reason because that's a big question right mm -hmm. like, yeah some, a lot of people yeah not? um i think i was such a fighter and uh that my willpower was i mean i was never vulnerable in any state and so all of that drive i took to survive yes i just i shifted it to so this. the first few weeks were kind of really rocky right yeah. i didn't trust anybody you know, I, I had foul mouth sitting in the meetings. I mean, and really it was the women who would give me a hug hmm. and say, we'll see you tomorrow. Girl, I couldn't tell you the last time I had gotten a hug. Really? Asked to come back that next day. Wow. Never. Never. That is how many layers of armor I had on. You had just such this wall up and all of a sudden there's these people that are actually welcoming you in and saying, we're here for you. And you exactly. felt that so that so you felt that so you felt that you felt that sense of family and love maybe so that's what made you maybe keep the drive of i'm gonna do this and i think uh, yeah. this is where the spiritual aspect comes in because i can't put words to it mm -hmm. all i know is that vibrationally or in time or whatever i felt it, it was good it was just good and it felt warm where were you living because you're going to meetings so how are you supporting yourself are you working still like how are you yes i was in healthcare throughout actually okay mm -hmm. oh okay yeah so okay. the meeting you know my shift would be 7a to 7p and the meetings usually start at 7 p.m and yeah and i would hightail it down i was late every time <laughs> but you went but um, damn it i was going <laughs> okay so then um so how long do you go to meetings for and then like when when do you like how's that work and then when you graduate from it you don't graduate you don't graduate do you still go today yes you do i do but on a different amazing a different way like to help others i would assume yeah well because you know when you th that first year you're pretty much like you are just detoxing you are mm -hmm. trying to get like on ground zero you know and then the second year is where all these emotions now right are coming to the surface because i have nothing to push them back down and then oh. that third year of sobriety is really when you get to sit back and you get to watch these fucking miracles right in front of you in the dirtiest of rooms with the crankiest, most crotchety people in the world. <laughs> and you see that little light and you, I got chills at this moment as we talk. Yeah. It's like, shit. And you just become so grateful that a, you talk their language that you can pull somebody out of the gutter like this and you watch them their whole life just like completely become something different. 
So that goes back to what you and I were talking about before we started recording. And I have said this before, so my listeners know this, where I say, I don't care how many degrees you have, how many masters you have, how many PhDs you have. I don't believe that you can help somebody with an issue that you have not walked your shoes in, right? And so this situation where you have walked this, you know, the drugs and the sexual abuse and the, you know, all of that and the addiction, now you can help those that are in the program and you can... Mm -hmm. And they relate to you, right? They relate Absolutely. to you. And the, that, in you know, the book, when when we wrote the book, right? It was it was it was during COVID, girl. We all <laughs> I think we all wrote a book during. I think I started mine right before COVID. I think it let it let it. But the twentieth is when I released it. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yes. Oh, hey, COVID. You you made all of us fucking finish our projects. Exactly. It catapulted I, us. Yes. I'm like I don't want to say this again, but maybe my documentary will be done in the second book if we have another COVID. But oh no, don't have another COVID. Right? <laughs> we don't need the COVID. We just no, we, yeah, we'll just, be reminded. Just do my book. <laughs> um. Okay. So so let's go there. So now um. Um, what, what, what made you write the book? Oh, wait, but before we go there, don't, did you get married to the husband before or after? Oh, I, that's eight years ago. Okay. So let's go there first. So, um, okay. yeah, you guys were getting to the book. Relax. Okay. Okay. So let's go back <laughs> just a tad. Yes. Um, so here I have like this very, um, I can take care of myself. I'm very self-sufficient. I can make my own money, you know, so I have this and now I have sobriety. So now I have serenity, you know, I have like, I'm, I'm fucking sane. Let's just put yes. it out. Right? Okay. I'm not living off my emotions. And so I, you know, I'm a professional femdom at this stage. And so because I have the ability from the healthcare perspective yeah. of loving and nurturing and understanding the human body, and then you, I have the sex background and then I learned the kink aspect of it. I have all of these things that allow me. But now I have to rewind for a second. You are living where when you are finding in Texas? Yes. In the no dildo state? <laughs> in the no dildo state. You, this is like the you, biggest kink community in the States. How did you find femdom? How did you find kink? Did, do you remember? Like, did somebody say to you, hey, do you want to go to this dungeon? Or It was. Okay. It was like, hey, you want to go to this dungeon? And again, it's really? like, hey, okay. I, I've kind of been in the sex industry, right? It's like, this is what I've, I've been in sex all along. And right. so um, when I went there, I was then introduced to another lady who was in recovery and who is also a femdom. So that's kind of where you um, like kind of felt like this is where I fit in. This is right. Yeah. This is where yeah. I belong. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Is that where you met your husband? Not yet. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering if so was here I'm really realizing I've gone from a lifestyle of femdom and now I'm realizing the potential I have. Okay. On a professional level. And so in in Texas here, I'm, you know, I'm starting my clientele. I'm my feet are underneath me. You know, I'm 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 shaking and moving. And this is wow, okay. amazing thing ever. Yeah. And um one of my clients comes in and you'll read about it in the book. And, um, and he's just, you know, enamored. And, and I was just like, you know, like you're don't show up at my door with your suitcase. <laughs> like that's kind of what it was. Um, and at one of the visits he had said, you know, um, I want you exclusively. And I was like, sweetie, you can't afford me. Mm -hmm. And he said, yes, I can. Oh shit. Okay. And he did. That's not your husband though, or is it? No. 
Oh shit. Okay. All right. So, um, let me, uh, let's rewind for a second. Let's explain a little bit to my listeners who don't, maybe they know what femdom is. They know, you know, they're thinking dominatrix, they're thinking dungeon whipping. Let's explain to them what a, what would a, what would a, what would a session be with a client? If we can explain that. So uh, like a female dominant is really, mm -hmm. femdom, right? So my, I'm more, instead of like the leather clad and the heavy duty, like dominatrix who's going to physically, you know, Abuse. masochistically take you to your knees. Exactly. You know, That's what I'm trying to explain hardcore, yeah. Like take me back one step on that spectrum. Okay. And I am the one, I'm the mind fuck. I am the one who will put him in a cage, chastity, mm -hmm. and he will have to earn his orgasms with Got me. Got it. Yeah. You okay. know, I will have him check in every day with me at three o'clock because I own you. So I'm the mind fuck. And then I'm also the queen that he adores and wants nothing more than to make me happy. Happy. Okay. So I have these sorts of clients who become very, very loyal to me, you know, and we have a great relationship because of course it's energy exchange. Um, and these are things again, that the, the wives just don't, even if the men were so that, to bring it up to the yes, wives, they would not. Be they would okay. have no fucking clue because they're like, "I gotta get Tommy to soccer in twenty minutes." <laughs> I don't know why you want to wear panties, but I got <laughs> shit to do. You know? It's oh like, my god! And that's so true. So, and that leads to something. So, um, um, because I, um, okay. So I went on to get my, I went on to get a certification as a master sexologist because I wanted oh. to, but I wanted to get to the bottom, okay, or understanding more be it some of the fetishes and the kinks and 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 why people do that so why are you obsessed with armpits why are you obsessed with tickling under you know getting tickled or a zorbert on your tummy or um you know an enema like that you know there's all these different like so did you ever at one point you know you knew that you were good at this you knew that you had this power you knew that um you know you were financially stable but did you ever look back and be like why does this guy want me to put him in a chastity device and tell him that he can't come till I tell him he can? Or were you like, I don't give a shit? <laughs> like, did you ever try to study that more, or get into get into their heads? I learned every a lot. I shouldn't say everything. I learned a lot from my submissive. From, yes. Okay. Isn't that um, how you know? And I think too, you know, because people would joke with me about it, like. I did not like grow up and say, oh, but already I, I didn't, you know, I, when I grow up, I want to be a femdom. Oh, of course and not. I, I mean, put men in <laughs> you know, it's right? like. Right. Where do you learn this? It was I, I I had it in me when I was born. Like this is part of who I am. It's what I tell people. It's let's yeah. just say, you know, I say, you know, I didn't grow up and say, oh, I think I'm gonna go be a porn star and I'm gonna go work in a brothel and I'm gonna run a swingers club and you know, no, I, I want to throw alcoholic in there too. Right. My path, <laughs> my path led me down this, like, I'm still going on this fucking path. And sometimes it curves and I'm like, stop, just get me where I'm supposed to go. But, yeah. um, so wow. Okay. Yeah. And that's interesting because also like, um, there was somebody that I interviewed on my show as well. Um, and his name was Doug Probst. He passed away, which just breaks my heart again. Karma fucking took a good one, but he was again, sexually abused as a child, two years old, him and his sister of the, because to, for their parents to cover their heroin addict, um, issues, oh. but he, um, would, he was a male, um, Dom for these very, very wealthy politicians in Los Angeles who would come to the Four Seasons Hotel and he would have them, you know, be, be submissive and their wives, you know, he and he would actually, um, they, they would have pay him to have sex with their wives because okay. he they didn't, you know, so a whole other different world, you know, but he yeah. would, I remember him telling me that every time that he would, you know, tell this man, you know, lay there like a piece of shit that you are, whatever, he was questioning in his head, why does this guy want me to do this? But he was, you know, for him, it was financially, you know, he knew that he belonged there. Yeah. Um, 
but you learned a lot from them. He said he learned a lot from his submissives too, that they would start to open up to him and share with him why and the yeah. reasonings. Okay. And you also think, cause people be like, oh, well, they were successful people. Yes, because it's like the knowledge, you know, they, the, the clients that I had, they, they were successful here and here and here and mm -hmm. here. And then you get to the point where it's like, you know, like they say, I have all the money in the world and I'm not happy. And I'm not happy. Right. Right. So it's kind of the same phenomenon. It's like, I've experienced all this shit, but I want like this, like fin doms. Who wants mm -hmm. to take my money? Like, who, who would ask somebody to, to abuse me and take my money, right? So let's go to this wealthy, wealthy sub that says, I can afford you. And and do you remember how old you were? And, and did you say yes? Or where did we go from there? I told him no. <laughs> you told him no? Okay. Yes, girl, I'm not going to know. No, no. <laughs> okay. Um, And leave all this. <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny. So, so, you, so it never happened. It did. Oh, it, it did, did happen. How did it happen? It did. You he, said no. <laughs> he was very persistent. And okay. He was uh again, when you specialize in something, you see things that sometimes the person doesn't see. And so the first visit was about, you know, I just I want to feel what it feels like to put panties on. Okay. You know, and so it was more of like a play thing, like like I just described. Yeah. And then uh, you know, a few dates later, he's like, you know, I, here's a thousand dollars. I want you to go and buy clothes in my size for him, women's clothes. Mm -hmm. And so what revealed through the whole thing is that he was a closeted transgender. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and so we, which opened my heart so would much. Play, would play, would you, I mean, I'm assuming you would play dress up, right? Yeah. That's, I mean, I have, I have clients like that where we go to the store and I love to fuck with one of them. He goes, because we're buying for him. And he goes, honey, do you like this? Holding it up for me. And I, and I know he wants it. And I go, nah, that's ugly. And he goes, what? And I go, it's ugly. We don't want that. And he's like, looking at me like, no, I do want it. <laughs> I would just mess with him. I'm like, no, baby, I don't want that. <laughs> but yeah, so you'd go, so you would, right? You'd go play dress up and then the makeup yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, where is he today or how long what, were here. you with? Yeah? Here. He's here. Um, it got to the point where the relationship, it went on for like five years. Okay. Um, and the relationship just got to a point where it, it, it was coming to the end, you know, everything has its ebb and flows. Were you guys um, intimate together? <sighs> Not sexually. Not sexually. And, um, and, but, but, so, but you, but he's still like, he's still a part of your life or a friend no. or. He's not. No, I I did have lunch with him probably okay. three weeks ago. Oh, really? But that's the first time I've talked to him in probably eight years. Was it weird? What was it like having lunch? He with looks him? exactly the same. How not does fair. he do that? <laughs> I know. I was like, not fair. What's he eating? Um, okay, that's interesting. Okay, so now because you had kind of like agreed to be, you know, his full time femme, that uh, did did you leave? You left your clients, I'm assuming, right? Did you leave everything else? I did, did because he moved me did. into this fantastic, you know high-rise condo and did and did and did, did he have he was still married right mm -hmm. so he didn't live today. with you no. and he still is today yes okay so now and let's march wait say he's that again March. oh so <laughs> explain that to my listeners they're going what yes and this is priceless so you know as as women on this side right the ones mm -hmm. who are keeping the secrets and giving them the experiences that right. you know the wifey won't 
can't even won't give them um it's like god how can i like put a mark you know like you can't wear a cage home you know you can't you know it's like i want right how do you have so you guys like a mark like how do you how do you how do you say i own you so so the tattoo fuck on his taint holy shit so she'll never see it well it's the letter j are you serious (laughs) oh my god it's beautiful Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I freaking adore you. Oh my God. It is. And we it, we did it when we were in California. Yeah. And it's just this little, it's very small, of course, <laughs> but a little, we paid out the, out the ass for it. Cause you know, t- tattoo artists are like, ah, girl, I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'll pay top dollar. <laughs> and so, but it's this little J right between his balls and his ass. Oh my gosh. Now, um, so the J, so you guys are Jules, right? Um, when did you take on the name Jules? When I got sober. Yeah, okay, and how come was it, do you remember? Someone told me you're a diamond in the rough. <laughs> you see, and look at that, Corlin Jewel and Jules. How did that I know. happen? When I, I thought that was, emails, right? I was like, she really has a weird format here. No, like, why does she put like... my name right after hers? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw your name and I was like, I got, I didn't even, I was like, I, I got to have her on my show. And then I read about it. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. Did yeah. you, did you ask him at lunch? How's your tattoo? I did not. There were so many other things. Yeah. How's your taint, dude? No, how's it's not taint? something that comes up still, over lunch. Do you still have it? I'm just curious. If you, I wonder if she ever, if she ever saw it. No. I wonder if my eyes are ever open, if I'm giving a blowjob and if I'm looking. Hmm. Not at this age. She no. is not. And I'm sure that he didn't go and have it lasered removed either. Oh my God, that's hysterical. Okay, so now that we move on um, five years with him, then what happens? Ah, so the relationship's starting to kind of separate. Um, I'm getting a little antsy and I'm just like, okay, there's got to be more. And actually at this point, I, I, you know, there may be, we'll just say this is, you know, um, different words we can just say, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but in other words, I was talking to my source and said, you know, I know you know me better than anybody. You know, when I don't need something, you know, when I do need something, mm-hmm. you know, and and I would really love to find somebody I could fall head over heels in love with. And I crawled into bed, <laughs> and I went on and into the next day. And it must have, it, I think it felt like it was like on a Tuesday or something. And mm-hmm. it was this really weird feeling of, like I'm sitting down and I'm creating this profile and I'm just like, and maybe it's because I made profiles when I was drinking and drugging, but mm-hmm. I'm making this profile and I'm just like, this feels so odd. And it was two days later and I'd gotten a message and it's this really long drawn out, very nice written message. And of course, as you know, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> this guy's put some time into this. Okay. And uh, and so we started talking. He's over here, and he's. How did he find smile. you? <laughs> Tell him I say hi. Hi, thank you for letting me borrow jewels. <laughs> um, um, how did he find you? Was it a dating site? I mean, yes, it was on OkCupid. Okay oh shit! Okay. So in on OkCupid, okay it has all of these questions. It's a lot of fun. I really had a lot of fun, and okay. one of them was, you know, do you want your partner to be kinkier than you? And of course, one was like, you know, does it matter? Uh, not possible. You know, no, it doesn't, you know, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And so the one he selected was it's it's not possible. That's he did the search. That's what it was saying. Okay. I want to find somebody who thinks 
that she thinks she that they can be kinkier than me. And, and I was the only one that came up in this city in Dallas or in Dallas, Texas, right? That wow, this okay. is it. I'm the one. There it is. So we start. God, he has no idea about. But he doesn't know you're. So you guys go on a date. He doesn't know yet you're a femdom. He doesn't know any of that stuff. Yeah, no, um, any of it. Any how of long it. before you finally said? Like, I'm really curious because um, when I started dating after my divorce, you know, first it was like, don't tell them yet that you do webcamming. And, and I, I didn't do porn yet, but you don't say, don't say I'm doing webcamming and custom videos and I sell my panties yet, right? Wait till yeah. they get to know me, then tell them. And either they go, okay, no, thank you. Or they go, no, I'm cool with that. And then three months later, they go, I'm not cool with that. And what <laughs> happened was I started to notice I was usually getting the, I'm cool with that. And then I'm not cool with that. Okay. Yeah. So then I started going into dates with like, listen, this is who the fuck I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I can buy my own drink. Yes or no. And most of the time yeah. I got no. And then sometimes I got, yeah, no problem. You know, and then they'd still bounce. And I was like, well, fuck, I can't do this right either way. So yeah. when did you tell him and he didn't bounce? That first day over oh, coffee. There you go. Okay. You we did. met at a coffee shop. I'm in my full, you know, my full suit, you know, my little heels, I'm clicking in. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I just, you know, at the stage I'm gosh, how many years sober, like what, five, six years sober. Mm -hmm. My, my whole world is based on honesty and authenticity, right? It literally saved my life to tell the secrets that I was keeping. Yes. And so, and, and at this point, I, I'm in a firm, I firmly believe that this is, I was made this way for a reason. Right. We're, we're here to kill, like, you know, remove the stigmas mm -hmm. and help people understand. Right. And I've been chosen to, to to be one of them. Right. So when I sat down with him and, you know, I explained to him, you know, who, who I was, where I was at in my life. Um, I told him, you know, I have a girlfriend, which means that she is my girlfriend. You will not be having sex with her. You know, like I'm a femme dom. I have these sorts of clients, you know, and, and I just laid it you out. Just laid it all out there for him. OK because it was true and it just and felt it feels so good just to be like listen like you said like don't waste my time exactly this is who <laughs> i am and either either you like me or you don't like me yeah yes well apparently he liked you how long did you guys date before you got married <laughs> oh my gosh um because of other issues we it was about a year and a half but we stayed dating but he was under the table like going like what is you know you know <laughs> uh what is a femme dog right right okay. yeah what but, is but, you know cbt and what is you know chastity yeah, oh my god and there he was looking for somebody kinkier than him right. you know what though um to his defense okay mm -hmm. and i'm in this world too when people sometimes say to me you know hey Corlin, i want to set up a webcam show with you and i go okay and they go i'm a little my, my my fetish is a little bit weird i used to say no honey i've heard it all okay and then when they would say it i'd be like mm, except for that and a lot of yeah. times I Ooh, have to, to look into that <laughs> I have to Google so I'm in the middle of a, a conversation going before you pay me I need to know what it is and they're telling me and I'm going fuck, what the fuck does that mean and I'm googling it quickly and I'm like oh no we don't do that <laughs> yeah and there's some right there's some there's some birthday cakes that I don't like not many <laughs> but there are some right now, there's a good way to say it birthday cakes <laughs> there's some flavors I just don't want to taste so. exactly <laughs> oh my god okay so um, how long have you guys been married now uh it's, and coming on nine years now nine years congratulations yeah. That's yes thank you and um together as a couple do you still do you guys are you guys involved in kink um do you, is there still a girlfriend are you um in the lifestyle anything like that or so i'm we're still open-minded okay How about that yes um because you know he was coming out of a very sexless long-term 20 plus mm -hmm. year marriage he you know he was corporate so it's just the you know the clients that we usually see exactly and um and so when that when that ended and he had the freedom 
to to be with me you know we went to these places and we went to this you know and explored and it was together phenomenal yeah where he got to see things and learn things and experience things um and you know and then you know we got into the swinging lifestyle which mm -hmm. was extremely difficult for me because i'm a femme dom yeah interesting yeah you were not fucking me <laughs> yeah you see that's very interesting because um you know and that's what i try to explain to people you know people don't i really try to explain you know that there's so many different variations of swinging and kink and bdsm and it's not all one compatible thing um i once did an event with a um a group here in California, and she's primarily her community is primarily BDSM kink, and my community community is primarily lifestyle swingers. And we okay. tried to do an event together, and you know we had a you know pool party during the day, and then simultaneously in the ballroom is different kink vendors and demonstrations. And cool. here's and then at nighttime we all come together for DJ dancing, food, whatever. Here's what we noticed. The swingers stayed outside, the kink stayed inside, and they did not collaborate at all. And at the next day, she said to me, how did you think of this event? And should we do another one? And I went, I have no fucking idea because your people stayed here and mine were there and nobody would even, we talk, but nobody else did, you know? <laughs> so um, it was interesting. Yeah. It's like, they don't mesh sometimes. It just didn't mesh. Um, yeah. So today in your, where you are today, are you, would you say you are lifestyle, that's swingers, or would you say you are more kink and dungeons and stuff where where do you guys go <laughs> what do um, we do <laughs> miss jules will forever live right? okay it's, it's my dna it's who i am yeah um, so i'm extremely selective now if i if i do play with anybody um and it's really difficult because i used to do it professionally and so it's really difficult sometimes just be like oh i'm going to do this for fun That's i know like an attorney say hey i'm going to sit down and you know do this case for fun it, it is difficult to separate it's difficult. It, it is it's i mean difficult. it is and Absolutely. i just don't want to just don't want to play to do it you're like me without That's compensation it. thank you it's the same as me you know i say to people all the time i i, I don't know this sounds so weird because they say like oh so you've slept with everybody at your, at your parties and i'm like i've slept with nobody at my parties because that's my that's my business and i'm not saying that you know if, if the time was felt right and i was at an event and i felt like won't do it right but for me it's like well, wait a second i'm getting paid to do it so why am i going to have sex with you for free i mean yeah. so it's the same kind of weird feeling yeah it's a different mindset you it have totally to is. it is yeah. it is it's hard to and i think it takes courage to actually say it it is and it's so even hard to bring that out yeah, yeah. exactly and it's yeah. hard to like when when you try to explain to somebody who doesn't they're like i don't understand and i'm like i don't even understand how to explain to you what like feel exactly. you know like yeah. um because i'm still i still advertise on swinger websites okay so okay. um you know and i say you know this is who i am i'm a single woman i've been in the lifestyle as a couple as a single um as a married woman and um i run events um and then people will write me and be like you know they want to play and I'm, i have to explain to them like right now I don't play, but I'm not trying to say like, I'm not, I'm not, a, not, I'm not saying I'm not a swinger. I'm not saying I'm not in the lifestyle. It's just that where I am in my life right now, I I'm, I'm not going to play for free. I guess it's, mm -hmm. you know, I just, mm -hmm. it's so it's a weird, but you're right. It's a weird thing to say. Cause it's like, okay, well then you're, you're, you're a whore. Well, no, it's hard to explain because right. no, I'm, a, I'm an adult performer. So I'm getting paid yeah. to have sex. So, um, okay. Yeah. What point in all is me, how are we doing on time? Uh, what point? In, I think we're good. We're getting close to closing <laughs> up. But what point in timing did you decide I'm going to put this all into a book? Okay, and um, do you feel that your book was your therapy? Because I I feel like my book was my therapy. I finally put it all on a piece of paper and I put it out there, and it was like, uh, so got it. You know, I, I've been asked that question before, and because I had told my story so many times behind the podium in recovery. 
Okay. And when you work with people in recovery, you're disclosing this stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. So I didn't that get was your therapy. that feeling. I didn't get that feeling. There were some parts in there where I was like, oh, that's what he looks like now, you know, because I had to research and do some things. Mm -hmm. But other than that, no, it was more of like, I have the cure for cancer and I've got to share this. Got it. Got it. So you that wrote was the my book. Thing. And yeah. this was 2000. And when did you start writing the book? Uh, we The beginning of COVID. And um, yeah, was going back in your head, was it you that said, you know what, I need to do this? Or was it people around you that said, you know, Jules, you should share your story and put it in a book? I think when you tell people my story, they're like, that's girl, they you say. need to write a book. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's all you hear. Isn't that all? That's what that's all I heard. Okay? Yeah, that's all I ever heard was. But I never I used to laugh. So I never, yeah. I never took it to, you know, but it was always like, Jesus Christ, you need to write a book. It wasn't until, and it, this is in my book, it wasn't until a journalist came up to me at the AVNs and said to me, I have heard about you and you need to write a book. And I went, no, oh. thank you. You can write a book, you know? <laughs> I mean, exactly. You know? Yeah. And then I ended up writing the book, you know? Um, okay. So you guys started it during COVID. Um, at this point you're married, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, how long did it take you to write the book? It took me forever. Six months. Oh, see, God, could you just come over here, friend mom, and smack me and get me to get my shit together? Fuck. <laughs> but again, we had nothing else to do. Right. Okay. There are uh, only so many book. pictures and videos you can take. Exactly. You have to write a book. <laughs> oh Lord, right? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have the I have the funniest video just of my best gay friend and I, like the first like three nights of like quarantine, and oh. we are walking up the stairs, and we've got alcohol and cigarettes, and you know, and I'm filming him, and I'm going, "Stay six feet away from me, six feet away," and he's like, "What are we doing?" And I'm like, "We're quarantining," and it's hysterical. And we are, and at the end of the night, I'm videoing him, and he's passed out on my hallway floor, and I go, "Chilling," and he's like. <laughs> and I'm like, and this is how it all began. This is how it, yes, exactly. <laughs> we ended up, we ended up creating our OnlyFans, the fag and the hag, and it was hysterical. Oh my so, god, that's fantastic! <laughs> it was a blast. It was a blast. Um, so now finally we get to the book. Uh, so let's tell everybody the book is your story. What is the name of the book? The Making of a Woman. And you, I love it. I, mean, yeah. I don't even I'm just going to say, and how did you come up with the title? Guys, if you are listening to my podcast and you can't figure that one out, then um, we need to go back to like high school and start all of our educations. Right. I mean, that is it's the making of how you became the powerful who you who you are today and takes. Mm -hmm. And so we are trying to reach what kind of audience with sharing the story. You know, initially I was trying to reach girls like me. You know, I, I talk about the girl in the back of the room and because it's like I remember being that girl in the back of the mm -hmm. room in amongst all these people and yet still not fitting in. And, and, and so I was just reaching out to that one. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing because when I got the feedback, it was from the moms of the girl in the back of the room, the dads, the husbands, mm -hmm. the wives. Wow. I was just like, I had no idea so the, how many people it affected so it was very powerful the book yeah, the books i mean I, like i said i just started like reading part of it but you sucked me see the thing i think i feel that um and they say this with anything with a commercial right with a you've got you've got about five seconds on a on a video or something to grab somebody's attention i think it's three mm -hmm. seconds okay and in a book like if you don't get somebody's attention in that first paragraph or they say the prelude like you kind of already lost them you know yeah. so there's got to be and you caught me right away because i was reading the emotion that was coming from your, from the situation with your father your, your mm -hmm. biological dad um so you wrote the book you published the book let's talk about um what has changed in your life since putting this book out there <laughs> i guess you know my life is forever changing isn't it <laughs> it, it 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 is right um 
and, and this is just really an extension of the journey I've been on all along. Yep. I right. Too. You know, we, we do these magnificent things or, you know, further down the journey, you know, oh, this happens here. It, it was just one of those, you know, I've met some amazing people, um, you know, during the book launch and, and right. all, that was so much fun. All these people getting together and I still talk with them today. You've had some successes with this book, though, right? I mean, you've been yeah. on a couple like um, let's share a little bit. You've been on some podcasts like I think there was um, <laughs> quite a few. Quite a few. She's like, damn it. When I come, like, do you want to be on my podcast? I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, oh, this is, you know, it's been fantastic because it's oh, been around amazing. the world. Yes. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. So, so we've got the book um, and the book is a success and um, you and your husband are happy and you know, you, you're, um, what is next for Jules? What do you think? What, what's your goal? What do you want to do? You, you're a speaker now, right? You travel. You, do yes. You speak? Okay. Yes. Yes. And that's always so much fun. Cause you just look it like too. you're going to your friends and you're going to go into the big Isn't room it? and, and you, and you just talk with other people who understand. I, I love doing that. I love um, doing the speaking too. And then you have a, then also you have a podcast, right? Do you, have I podcast? don't, not myself, not myself. Okay. So now it's yes, been, yes. it's, it's been suggested, but I was like, I just don't know if I have the time for that. You, <laughs> you know what? You know what? I wish I could. Sometimes I just look at myself and I go, you have got to say no, Coraline, because mm -hmm. people say you should do a CBD lubricant product. And I go, I don't really know anything about CBD. No, but you do. And then I go, all right, I'll do it. You should make a swinger lifestyle game. Okay, I'll do it. Now all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I, I, I got to say no. You have got you to say no. Saying no. <laughs> so, um, or have it all come together at once. <laughs> right? You've got the book. You're doing the speaking. Um, is there something? Is there something on the books next? Like, what do you want to do next? You know, my whole journey seems to have been about, you know, things I learned physically mm -hmm. the hard way, right? right? And then I go through sobriety and I go to, I get a whole new perspective on it. And then now I bring it into more of the lighter things, the taking away the shame of things, you know? Like for instance, you know, once being called a slut, I now see myself as sexually liberated, you know, a, a dropout. I see that now as very well self-educated. That is, that's a good one. That's a good one because if you've got, so in other words, you want to give that power to other people out there that, right, that there, you, you can be successful even though somebody tells you you're a dropout or, right? Exactly. Because exactly. um, words are, words are extremely powerful. Words hurt more than I, words. But are, they also, they lift us up. Yes. I mean, do. I can type something on Facebook, shoots over to China. Mm -hmm. And I can control like, and if it goes into someone's house, right. Mm -hmm. And they read it and then they go over into the kitchen. I mean, it's a fucking powerful. It is. I post, I posted on the other day, somebody wrote to me a private letter, a private uh, message on Instagram. And they said, um, I used to be your fan. And then this didn't, this is what they think they were trying to say. I used to be your fan, but now you're old and you show too much skin or your skin is too old. We couldn't. So I wrote him and I said, I'm not sure if I'm understanding this. So before I jump to conclusions, are you saying that I'm old? Are you saying that I show too much skin? Or are you saying that my skin is old? Just which one I'm confused. And he wrote KKK. And I went, okay, asshole. So I blocked him, but then I screenshotted it and I posted it to Elmer, like everywhere. I just put it everywhere. I'll, I will put you, just so you guys know, you fucking do me wrong. I will put you out there. I don't give a shit. I will put you out there. And so I, and people were like, no, Corlin, don't even listen to this castle. But I said to people, you know, listen, I'm a strong woman. Okay, but that still hurts. And yeah. so words are very, very powerful. And people need to think before they write and think before they say. Um, so, okay, so um, do, do you see yourself? Do you see yourself 
I mean, do, you, do you go do you still feel like help people that are going through sobriety like where do you think your calling is or have are you like me that we're, we're not quite sure if we're at our destiny yet i need to hurry up and get there because i'm getting old i'm getting old I'm, and my skin's old but <laughs> or old skin i don't know what it is <laughs> right <laughs> you know um recovery is is just who i am so when it crosses my path i do the next right thing yeah that's that's, that's what i have to do to stay sober myself yeah right? okay um okay. But what's happened is, you know, we've evolved and, and, and like this, just this like sexual liberation, you know, one of the things is one of my passions is that I'm a bodybuilder. And that's so, right. We almost didn't go into that. Yes. Yeah. You know, and so to take the shame of my body and change it into a positive, you know, and, and actually what it is, is I look at life as it's not good. It's not bad. It just is. Just and when you okay. make things neutral, there's no ownership. Hmm. Emotionally. So, um, so when that guy lashed out at you, if you looked at it as like, it's not good, it's not bad. It's neutral. Okay. Interesting. It's, when did it, you get into the bodybuilding? What, what, what? <laughs> when, when I wanted to get the cellulite off my thighs. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, where that all happened. So you, yeah. you again, you guys, we were talking about, um, you know, Jules and Coral and Jewel. And then we were talking about how, you know, I, I did two bikini competitions because somebody told me that I couldn't do it. So don't tell me that I can't do anything because I will fucking do it. Okay. <laughs> so did what, so you said, what was it working out of the gym and going like, somebody must've said to you like, Hey, you should try it because body, it's, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a different fucking world. Oh yeah. It's a totally right? different world. It's a totally different world. You totally guys, different when you, when you go, yeah. it's a different lifestyle, you go into bodybuilding and you are on these strict eating plans and these, you know, and then the tanning and the, the, the carb, carb dehydrating and um, all these different things. And people would say to me, like, come out with us. And I'm like, I can't go out with you guys because I don't have the willpower to not drink the wine while you guys are all drinking the wine. I don't have that willpower. Um, yeah. So how did you get into it? Um, I was 40. Okay, I was 35 years old yeah. and I decided, you know, I'm just sick of it. I get sick. I get tired of being tired. That's what it is. Um, and so and, and again, I have that fierce in me where it's Amazing. like, fuck, God damn it. This has got to change. So, okay. so that's how you did it. That's how, it how many competitions have you done? I'm up to four and I took third at nationals last year yeah, and, and npc uh, right npc yeah yep. and so now in fact next week we start prep um, i'm going to go back with uh with the anticipation of taking first i want to get my, oh, my card. and now um so my memory was as uh, it was a uh, 35 to 35 and up was one category right well i competed bikini is it the same as figure 30. um no it's a different division well, I know, but what um, what what ages? You know, the, the oh, I think them they up. kind of still do the same ages. It's still the, the same groups. ages. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so thirty-five to you know forty. Yeah, 45. thirty-five to forty, and then it went up. Like, but then it went. Then there was just an over fifty category. Right? I remember that. You know. Okay. Um. So, and then there was an overall. Yeah. They still do. Okay. So you're gonna go to your. Wow. You're getting ready to do your fourth one in yep. figure. Yep. Okay. Um. Whew. You guys. Okay, Jesus. I told her, I said, what did I say to you in the beginning? I said, I did two back to back because I was like, oh, hell no, I am not going to go back and do this again. It's a lot. I remember the night that I competed or that we competed that day. That night was a swingers lifestyle Halloween party at someone's house. Okay. like, And oh. they were like, does anybody know where Coraline is? And everybody's like, she's in the kitchen because I was eating everything I could find. The oh meatballs. I was so fucking hungry. And I didn't leave that kitchen. I swear to you, I can promise you. I, I, that's like one of the swingers events I remember. 
what did you do all night? I was in the fucking kitchen eating everything. I, I, I was done. Yeah, I was eating. <laughs> and I remember waking up that morning to compete and tapping my boyfriend at 3 a.m. and saying, you know, my coach said that I could have a pancake so we can go to Denny's now. And he's like, oh, I love now? The pancakes remember? Yes, Ooh. I was so excited. I mean, that was like the highlight. Ask me if I remember being on stage. No, but I remember my Denny's pancake. I remember. <laughs> I'll never forget it. So you're going to do yes. it again. Um, And you want to take first. Okay. And then um, would you ever consider doing fitness and coaching other people to compete? Um, I've, I'm a personal trainer, so uh -huh. I've, you know, I've done that again. It's okay. kind of, you know, it's giving back on things that I am, I'm, I'm comfortable and have experience in. Um, oh my God, recent, you're amazing. <laughs> I just, you know, I do what feels right. What comes to you. Right. And so what, you're gonna tell, what you're going to tell me recently, what feeds me authentically, um, in, in, in the book and a lot what what was drawn to me were a lot of women who went through the abuse who have problems you know kind of spicing up their sex life you know that the, i want to say the typical 40 year old women mm -hmm. you know and stuck and, in that yeah stuck in the uh take the kids like you said take the kid exactly. to this practice and that right yeah and the pta mom and all that stuff yeah and so and i'll get those comments like oh my god you look so good and so it's kind of been my wheelhouse and so one of the things that uh, one of the, the challenges I took um, is that, you know, we take pictures, my husband, you know, we put them on, you know, different websites or, mm -hmm. you know, swinger websites. And okay. so, I, you know, I kind of got out there a little bit and, and then we took it to another level and we took it to OnlyFans. And so now I have a very successful OnlyFans page who, who again, seems to cater to the submissive man. That's right. I asked you, I asked her earlier, I said, you know, who do you get for fans on your OnlyFans? So you get these submissive men. Does your husband play the role of submissive in the videos or no? No. Wait, I'm so, I, I can't no. find my fucking niche on OnlyFans. I swear to God, I can't find my niche. <laughs> like my only, I mean, I talk to people that like, like the photographer for one of the, um, I, I work for a autograph company. So it's, oh. we focus on wrestlers. Okay. The photographer okay. for us, she's making, she goes, yeah, my OnlyFans just pays my rent. I'm like, you live in LA. How much is your rent? She's like 3,500. I'm like, do you get naked or anything? She's like, no. I'm like, what the hell am I doing wrong? I'm a freaking porn star. My fucking pussy's out there. My legs are. I, 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 it doesn't. It pays. I think it pays, a, it pays a grocery bill. It shouldn't bill. be out there. It should right. be in the paywall. Well, I know, but, yeah, <laughs> but still, like, it's behind the 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 uh, membership of the paywall of the OnlyFans. Yeah. But like, this girl's not doing any of that. So you've you've got the submissives that come to your OnlyFans. They subscribe. What mm -hmm. are the video? What are the videos? Are they you being um, and on? They're they're really what it is it, in the beginning it was like okay I, I as a femdom i really can't be showing all that because right. I mean, God, that's completely opposite it was really hard and then then again it's like i fought with it i fought with it back and forth do i be this you know 24 7 femdom but i'm also a woman who loves to have bbc right i love to i love my black lovers i love them <laughs> and it's like i don't want to have to lead you know two lives this this is it this is, is your husband is, he, I, is, your, is your husband a black man or a white guy He's white. Oh my God. You are so, you are so, why do I keep meeting people that are like, can you imagine you, me, Casey, Savannah, and Luis, the five of us out like on town for the night? Holy shit. <laughs> well, I'd be the designated driver. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, okay. So, so then you started, so, so, so your videos would be you as the, these, you as a femdom with these BBC men and, yeah. do they, and your husband's involved too. And he's my, no, no, but he's my videographer. He's the videographer, and then these so he gets told. the conversion. 
And these and, and, and submissives watching you or subscribing want to be told that they can't have a femdom like you because this is your bull or something like that. I'm just trying to find the, the angle. <laughs> okay, so him being, uh, you know, enjoying the compersion aspect of right. it. That, you know, he loves to see his wife in ecstasy. Right. He loves to see me happy and, and I just get I call it sex drunk yeah I mean I just and, get into this space and it's so phenomenal and it, anybody who's with me in it totally feels it right and, and I remember what I was telling you and telling like saying to people is that there's so many different variations of swinging and that one would oh, be yeah. considered I guess what we would call a hot wife so that is mm -hmm. his turn on to watch you it's not a jealousy thing um mm -hmm. and the men that are subscribing to this they they're, they're they get off on the same thing right they do, but they also, I think the submissives who, there's something about, and you're talking about there's no kink that you, you know, you, people will be like, oh, yeah, yeah I got to tell you my kink. And you're like, oh, I think what it is, it's wrapping your mind around the idea that A, the, the taboo still, unfortunately, mm -hmm. the white woman and the black man. Right. Um, and also the taboo of the size of the black man. Correct. And right. maybe also the fact that they are imagining that they could never be with a woman like you. They can never. So now I'm tapping into that inferiority within their mind, which then taps into the, the submissive of his of, of his being. Right. Some people do not like the word submissive. They right. hate it. But if I could say the word, you know, do you look how big he is? You could never give me pleasure like this. Do you that's get, why you um, have to sit on the side of the bed. That's right. So I get I get a lot of they want me to do, you know, you, you're just a beta. You'll never be an alpha male, that kind of a. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, I'm learning. I'm learning. Guys, whoever's listening out there, help me find my freaking niche, because I swear to God, I'm going to just go work at Walmart. <laughs> it's going to be a lot easier. Oh, my God. Oh my to God. see yourself as a queen. Oh, you are amazing. I could keep talking to you forever and ever, but I know my listeners are like, you know, they're almost arriving at work at this point and they're going, oh, oh yeah, they're, that's right. They're going, <laughs> so this, is, this is what I tell people, listen while you're in the car and then watch it while you're at home. But, um, you know, yeah. they're going, Corlin, I have to get out of the car now. I've turned the keys off and I have to get into the office. It's been my hour and a half drive here in California. So um, thank you so much for being on the show. So let me see. So if they want to purchase your, is there a way, let's give them some information on where they can okay. get your book and how they could sign up for your OnlyFans. Okay, so the book is the website is the same name as the book, and you're going to find everything there. Everything, everything. There. Buy merchandise, the whole nine yards, speaking, and so that's the making of a woman. Dot com. Okay, you guys got yeah. it. So the making of a woman. It's a w o m a n, right? Mm -hmm. Dot yeah. com. There's only one of me. Yes, one, one, <laughs> making up a a woman. Okay, yes. and then um, can they click through? Is your OnlyFans there and your social media, Instagram, Twitter, all that there or no? No, I kept the two. It's a little bit more separated. Separate. But okay. the link in, I'll have the link in, link tree. Oh, link the link. That's the one you sent that. me yesterday. Perfect. Yep. Okay, so then that the link tree it comes from that website, and then they can see all where to, to follow you, right? More of my adult stuff. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I yep. wonder if I have. I think I did. The, you know what? That's actually smart. I should, like make sure that like mine is all my links, but say, you know, and ha yeah. have everything there because here's the thing too, with, um, with all the shadow banning and stuff like that on Twitter and Instagram flight, you know, you're losing, some people are losing their, yeah. So if you guys just follow the one, the link tree or the, all my fan or all my links for mine, mm -hmm. then you can see where the hell we've been shoved to next. So. Exactly. And my OF, my only fan yes. is fit wife jewels. Fit F I T wife jewels. Okay. Yes. Got it. And yeah. um, do you have just a subscriber or do you have a free page too of OnlyFans? I have both. You do so, too. And yep. The free one is going to be Fit Wife Jewels and VIP is going to be Fit Wife Jewels VIP. Smart. Okay. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't yes. do that. <laughs> and let me know when you sign on, let me know that 
you, you know, I got you, you found me through yeah. you know, this podcast. Yeah, let's, that helps. let's do that. So I can kind of get some feedback. And there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we'll get, you know, if you guys are listening or watching uh, a couple things also to let you know. So on YouTube, I have an actual community on YouTube. No, I'm not very good at keeping up with this. I'm sorry. Okay. I have too many platforms I have to keep up on, but you can put comments on there. Okay. And you can go to the community and you guys can ask questions and we can keep it. You can see that. Yeah. I can see that. And yeah, then yeah. also, um, uh, what else? Oh, and then Anchor and Spotify now um, have become one company, apparently, or something like that. So when mm. I upload Anchor, um, it usually goes off to all these different, you know, I, I upload Anchor and then this goes to Spotify, Apple iTunes, blah, blah. But now that they are combined, it's allowing you guys to comment on the episode again. Oh, um, that's so cool. it says, do I want to allow comments? So now not only on YouTube, but you guys can go to Spotify or anything like that. And you guys can actually comment and let us know. So uh, cool. feedback is welcomed, negative or positive. We still take it. Just if you say something negative, be prepared that I come back with a vengeance. Exactly. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't take I, I, you know, I take negativity and I, you know, I turn it as positive, but it's negativity. You can give negative feedback in a positive way. Like, mm -hmm. for example, I've heard Corlin, could you please sit still? OK, when you do the interviews. And so I'm doing better. Or Corlin, let the person talk. You interrupt too much. And I'm like, OK, and they're, they're right, because I'm like, a blah, 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 you know, that's how I am. So but that's not a negative thing. I take it. You know, but if somebody says to me, you're I used to be your fan and now you're looking old in your skin or something, you better watch out, motherfucker, because I'm going to mm. find you. That's mean. Yeah. Right. It's mean. It's mean. It's mean. And it's awful. So, um, OK, you guys. So we've got the we got the website, uh, the making of a woman dot com. Right. No, wait, was it Jules first? No, no, that's just the book. No, there was um, that's on your Instagram. It's Jules and then something, right? Was My right? Instagram is uh, yes, that's um, Hot Wife Jules. Is it Hot Wife Jules? No, it's um, um, it was um, I think it's Fit Wife Jules. <laughs> like that's your that's your only fan. No, your Instagram, one of your Instagram, and no, it's your Twitter. Your Twitter was Jules the make. Like I had to type in Jules first or something okay, like that. Okay, so which one are we talking about? Are we talk about the book or, or I'm talking about your actual fault, like following you. Uh, it would be like it's okay. It's gonna be linked on there anyway. But um, yeah, just go to the sexy stuff. Yeah, oh, <laughs> wife Jules. Says, just go to the fun stuff. Go to the fun. Exactly. Stuff. The website um, will have all the other stuff. Please tell your husband thank you for loaning me, loaning you to <laughs> a little over an hour because you know. I will. <laughs> and um, I'll have to let you know when I'm next in Texas. The last time I was in Texas, I was. I'll end. I'll end with this, you guys. The last time I was in Texas, I was I think a 19 year old girl. I was flying back to North Carolina from California. Okay, and they shut down the airport for three days. And I had my debit card and $19 in the bank account okay. and I was freaking out. And I remember that I went up to the counter and I said, you know, how, what do I go? Where do I stay? And because it's weather related, they don't put you up in a hotel. And I just remember like crying. And there was this older man and he says, come, you can come stay with me. And I went, where? And he goes, I'm just going to get a room at the Turtle Creek. So, you know, the Turtle Creek, right? Yes, it's an up, yes, it's up an up, gorgeous, <laughs> right? It's like gorgeous, yeah. like fans. And I just remember calling my dad and going, Dad, I, they're going to close the airport for three days. But this man said I could like go stay at the Turtle Creek with him. And my dad goes, if he tried to hurt you, could you run? And I go, yeah, daddy's old. And my dad goes, go. So I remember <laughs> wow. that. Never, so I I spent, the, you know, the night at Turtle Creek. He got me my own room. He bought me a dress. I remember I can, wow. I can still visualize the dress. I visualize the dinner. And I also remember that when we went to the airport to get on the plane, they said because I wasn't a first class, I wasn't going to get to go. And I remember he pulled out his wallet and he bought me a ticket so I could Jesus. go home. Is that amazing? Yeah. What? And, and I'll never forget it. And that was my only experience ever in Texas. So. Well, it sounds like it was a very good it one. It was a very good one. Now, God forbid I had seven dildos in my suitcase. Could you imagine? No doubt. Don't cross that. Don't cross <laughs> that line. 
<laughs> oh my god you guys thank you so much for listening jules thank you so much for being with me it was an absolute yeah. pleasure meeting you and yes. hopefully i would love to one day do like some kind of like in-person reunion with like all of my guests that would be amazing totally oh my, i might see that. you at avn's next year oh okay cool yeah cool yes and yeah. any of those that you ever go to definitely will stay in touch with me and thank you so much for being on the show i'm gonna have you hang tight with me for a moment you guys thank you so much for listening your feedback your comments following and i uh, will see you guys next time and again remember if you don't live your life for you who are you living it for see you guys next time thanks for listening thank you for listening to embrace with your hosts coral and jewel Coraline is an adult veteran performer, international best-selling author, swing club owner, certified master sexologist, motivational coach, and speaker. Please continue to follow and enjoy upcoming episodes, information on Coraline's tour schedule, social media, new book releases, and more by visiting thecoralinejewel.com and embraceyoursexuality.net.